This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, you were bald before Trey Young made it cool. <laughs> you were a pioneer. You are an OG of baldness. Now all the kids are doing it. It's true. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Trey's going to be one of us. He's there. Trey Young, pound for pound, is the best bald athlete in the world. Oh, Trey. Today's guests, host of the Dan Patrick Show, Dan Patrick, ESPN college basketball analyst, Jay Billis, baseball hall of famer, Tom Glavin. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live here on Peacock, live here on this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate, whether it's terrestrial or satellite, or if you're streaming us on Odyssey, we say welcome. I say welcome. Welcome. Good to see hey. you, Chris Brockman. How are you over there? Rich, I'm doing better than Giannis today. DJ Mikey Ooh, D, how are you, rich. sir? Good to see you. TJ Jefferson over in the oh, corner. Oh, no. what a rich. Good to see you over there, sir. Good nervous. to see you over there. You're nervous for tonight. Yeah, Game man. six. Oh, you're playing with the house money for the Clippers. And just make sure everybody, you know, doesn't step under a ladder, doesn't step <laughs> on a crack, doesn't do anything because these NBA playoffs are insane. Step on a Jeez, rap. I mean, uh, everybody, everybody's in danger. Yeah. <laughs> the calls are coming from within the house. I don't know what is happening right now. <laughs> Um, Pick up the phone. You know, just when you think that uh, the 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 Hawks are done because Trey Young is out, uh, the foot and ankle not well enough to go. Too much pain. Can't even do it. Can't even uh, get out there on the floor. And you think that's a wrap. And then the Hawks were leading. The Hawks to uh, Hawks were leading. Yeah. I mean, because you know when you you know if this is as serious an injury as that we we fear for Giannis and the Bucks. Uh, that awful hyperextended knee, one of those, as Marv put it perfectly, you just can't look. You can't watch. Mm-hmm. It looked that ugly um, to see, you know, a knee bent in the manner in which it was and hyperextended as it was. If this is that serious, you know, uh, months from now, we'll look back on it and they'll think, well, they, you know, they were ahead. And as soon as Giannis went out, the game was over. They were down 10 when he came down and he hurt his, he hurt his leg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's now a three game series. <laughs> The Eastern Conference Finals is a three-game series, and it might be, you know, it, it, who 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 wants to step up? No Giannis, and it could be, you know, who knows? No Trey Young. Who wants to go and be potential damaged goods going to the Western Conference Finals, which, hey, man, could be for the championship unless you think, look at the Clippers minus Kawhi. Look where they're going. And look what the Bucks can do minus Giannis. And look what the Hawks did last night minus... Trey Young. This is crazy. Crazy. It is a battle of attrition. It's like Survivor. Yep. You know, somebody, honestly, it's like Survivor. Last and if I'm, standing. if I'm on the Bucks or I'm on um, uh, the Hawks or the Suns tonight, you know, I'm, I'm looking for the, uh, the immunity token. <laughs> <laughs> Going in the, the NBA Tribal Council is nasty. <laughs> Got Jeff Probst there waiting for you. This is crazy. I don't remember anything like this. Nah, me neither. I think they said 11 All-Stars in the playoffs will now have missed games. Well, you could just take a look at it. Take a look at it. The Lakers lost Anthony Davis. That was a wrap. Right? The Nets lost Harden. Then they lost Kyrie and got half a Harden back. That was that. That was it. Sixers had Embiid go down, and he did perform well coming back. You know? But he was in pain the whole time. The Jazz lost Donovan Mitchell pretty much midway through that series against the Clippers. He wasn't the same after he got hurt. Nope. 
Well, he started the playoffs off. Right? The Suns lost. The Suns lost. You know, they also didn't have Conley either. Suns lost uh, Chris Paul to COVID. He's the only guy who's been lost to COVID in 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 the NBA for weeks. It's nuts. Bucks now lose Giannis. That was tough to watch. Sorry, Knicks fans, you were intact. You don't have any excuses. <laughs> they might have lost to the potential NBA champion. Could be. Yeah. Say that again, Chris. The Atlanta Hawks. I said the other day, man. Wow, come on. I mean, <laughs> I said the other day. They were up. They were up when Giannis went out, Chris. Yes, but they, Gian, the Bucks that had momentum. A, Giannis came to. Like, it was a five possession game Giannis when they was, lost. Giannis was or, about or a three possession game with threes. Yeah. A four possession game. But then they they blew that lead up to twenty real quick too, and it was just like wow. When the two time MVP. So tonight I have no idea. I have no earthly idea. No idea. Which is why the Suns better win tonight. Because this is the no earthly idea NBA playoffs, and you don't want to be in a game seven in the no earthly idea NBA playoffs. <laughs> no. Where anything can happen, where you can hit a game-winning three, uh, with the exception of the fact that you're wearing shoes too one size too big for your foot, so it's just a two. And then you go. And then you <laughs> That's go and, what happened. And that then, really then, happened. Then, then you go into overtime, and then you lose to the Bucks, who eventually move on and look like they're they're going to just steamroll the uh, the Hawks without their best player, and they don't, and lose their best player. So what crazy. the hell? That's the only, I mean, what the hell? What in the holy if hell is happening? If this year's NBA playoffs was the script for Space Jam 2, it would have got laughed out of Warner Brothers. <laughs> well, I mean, who's the monster remaining? I don't know. Lou Williams. <laughs> Lemon Pepper Lou. Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson. My guy tonight. <laughs> Red Velvet. I mean, it's. Reggie Jackson tonight. Mr. June. Get to know these people. Here we go. Suns better wrap it up tonight. That's Chris, all Paul I'm saying. Be, Chris Paul better show up because he's been brutal. Palmdale P is in the building. Chris, well, Chris Paul's 19 for 50 or 19 for 60. He, is, he's, he pounds the rock a lot. Things kind of stop. Not they, well. not, it's not flowing. He's not playing well. Booker, but they, Booker but dude, they did win the game mask. four. They did win game four. I mean, he did make some shots in game four. That was the worst basketball I've ever seen. Game four. It was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could mend him. I wish I could mend him back in that game. Like, like light flashy thing and never remember that yeah that was brutal terrible and i have no idea what's gonna happen tonight none that'll be fun won't it also tonight otani takes the bump in uh in the bronx yankee stadium where he hit two home runs last night oh like two missiles i mean they were they were there there was there was some exit velocity on those baseballs and yet the yankees win that's the angel season in a nutshell right there (laughs) there is that was a big moment last night yeah. in the sports world. And we'll talk uh, baseball with Tom Glavin. I'm excited about this lineup. It's got, it's, it's kind of got my, it's kind of, I feel, I kind of feel like I'm back, you know, Old like, yeah, it is. I, I feel like place. I'm, I feel like I'm 28 again with a full head of hair, getting ready to do sports center that <laughs> night. It's Dan Patrick's going to join us in about three minutes time, uh, in about eight minutes, pardon me. Uh, DP will be uh, our first guest as his interview with Scottie Pippen two days ago still resonates, to say the least. And then in studio, hour number two, the entire hour, Jay Billis will be here. He's already on his way here. Last week, he was part of the draft lottery coverage on ESPN. He was also part of the NBA combine coverage on ESPN. Today, June 30th, the last day in this country, in the history of this country, in the history of college athletics in this country, 
in which a name, image, and likeness law will not be active and on the books. Because July 1 is when it kicks in in six states tomorrow, I believe. Um, so uh, Jay's going to be here all of hour two, which means more than enough time to fix college athletics. That's our, <laughs> that's my goal. By the time Jay leaves here, we'll have that wrapped up, buttoned up all, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put a PowerPoint together and that'll be great. Great. Is Love this going to be RES consulting? Yeah. Why okay. not? That's part just, of RES consulting. I mean, just, Jay can be our official counsel. Yeah, we well, just need to know who the bill Chris. Well, is he's the, saying. he's, he's our first choice as the headhunter to replace Mark Emmert. Wow, absolutely. That's my first choice right there. Well, Jay would have to take a pay cut, unfortunately, probably to run the NCAA. (laughs) Nice one. And then in hour number three, Tom Glavin, who I first interviewed um, back in 98, I believe, at the old Shea Stadium, did a piece for SportsCenter on the big three, Glavin, Smoltz, Maddox, and also interviewed Bobby Cox. My producer on that shoot is my current wife. Hey! Really? We Current were just wife. colleagues, and yes. Were you? Did you have feels at that? Meaning point? what? My old wife or my my wife? My wife. My wife. My wife. My, my wife. <laughs> She's currently my wife. Okay. <laughs> were you guys dating at that point, or just no. strictly business? Like EPMD we were quote unquote said. just friends because uh, one of us wanted it that way. <laughs> Rich, was a, Rich <laughs> wanted it to be something different. My children. My children too. My children are testaments to my um, belief in self and yes, love. Yes, Hard work yes. and dedication. Oh, like. yes. <laughs> Dan Patrick had a front row seat for all that, too. So did Stuart. Hard work. Um, but, uh, you were so, taking no for an answer, Rich? Is that what you well, said? I did. I took no for an answer, but then I, you you know, took, I you stuck no around. For, no for years. You persevered. Costanza. <laughs> that's right. You broke hmm. her down. That's an interesting, that's a good tune. <laughs> I might marry that tune and have children with that tune. Enough. You just had to get her to see things from your perspective, <laughs> right? Tom Glavin will talk <laughs> about what's going on in Major League Baseball today. He calls Braves games. He sees it. He sees all the checking of gloves and hats and all that. And we'll go down memory lane. And he's going to be playing in the American Century um, Golf Championship that goes down in Tahoe every year. And fans are back there. The gallery will be back oh, in beautiful is, be so awesome. South Lake Tahoe, Nevada. You've ever played in that or well, no? I, I have played you in that. You have played in that? Yeah, I was one and done because I think I left my mark there in many different divots. <laughs> <laughs> in South Lake Tahoe, Nevada, where I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, once upon a time, Senator Geary wanted the uh, gambling uh, licenses paid for by the Corleone family. Told yeah, him that. That's right. I think that was South Lake Tahoe in Nevada. Not on the California side. Del no. Tufo's not paying attention. Yeah, Anytime Mike, I make a Godfather, Godfather reference, Godfather he doesn't even here. know. Even he's, he's, he's out. He's checking out. an email. He's checking <laughs> an email, he says, as he then puts something up Does that is definitely not see? professional. We could see straight in. We could <laughs> see straight can. in. I was going to my emails. Everybody on Peacock <laughs> everybody, everybody will see that he's checking a seat map somewhere. Where are you going? Was. <laughs> I'm like, Mike, we're looking at your can screen you right now. Do me a favor and get... And well, the, the pandemic's oh, over. I'm getting a block. It's been so well it, pandemic's that's over. It. It's been well over I'm a year since Del Tufo was using Rich Eisen show live time <laughs> to check out a seat map. I was uh, checking Everybody, out some that's tickets on Peacock. For... That's definitely the best content you're going to see on where, Peacock uh, all going? day, right there. Where are you going? Uh, concert. Let's take a break so we're not late for Dan Patrick for crying out loud. DP, whose show precedes ours every day on NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 211, and NBC Sports on Peacock. The great Dan Patrick when we return here on The Rich Eisen Show. (laughs) 
Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This sort of stuff doesn't happen without you doing what you've done the last few years. And I know you told me not to say this to you anymore because I said it enough when we launched in October and then when the radio audience joined us in November. But this actual edifice would not exist if you weren't doing what you've been doing. If with people the could have show. seen you yesterday yes. and the smile on your face said it all. So that, that, that's what was rewarding for me. Because you, yes, you were just, you just said, wow. And you understood what we've been doing at DirecTV for quite a few years now. And, uh, you know, they, they do it right. And to have this kind of environment and fun, yeah. and it's contagious for everything, you know, and your staff. So... And, you know, just what you wore, the get-ups and everything. Yeah. So it was fun. It was fun. It definitely is fun. And so we also have the Vince Lombardi Trophy right here in our studio. Uh, you know, we're on NFL Now, and the, the good folks at the National Football League said, yeah, take the bauble for I the I like day. that. Now, the only people who are allowed to touch that without gloves are the commissioner of the NFL, whoever wins the trophy that night, and whoever hands out the trophy. And that, sir, is you, Dan Hello. Patrick. Hello. So these hands have been insured <laughs> for, for Sunday for like nine dollars, but they've been insured. Now, when you when you pick it up and you hand it, yeah, oh, you hand the trophy out. Is there at any point in time you're thinking what happens if I lose the grip, or do you, do you go through that? Well, there's an awkwardness time? to it. Well, you, well, you have to, you have to. You know, well, hold on. He's a just minute. going now, for it. He just went for oh. it. Now, Dan. Wow. What? Dan, that's a violation. That's a violation. You got to put the gloves. Well, on. no, no. I'm the one that hands this out. Okay. Yeah, put those on. Oh. That is a violation. The guy on the horse. By the way, there's a guy on the horse who's ready to take you Wait, away. Wait, who's? 
What, what, no, no. <laughs> this is your OJ moment? This is, OJ moment? <laughs> this is Dan's OJ moment. <laughs> Graham Pitt, fit, you the clothes do not fit. fit. So there you go. There you go. Goodness gracious. Radio audience is wondering why I'm, is Dan struggling with these gloves, I, but they barely fit. So there you go. when I hold this up, it's kind of an awkward thing to hold up. Yes. That's the problem. So when I hand it over to the commissioner, yes. and I have a microphone here. Yeah. So it's... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got to go left hand... Yeah. And it's heavy. It is. Yeah. And it's got, it's got its own blue bag, too, from Tiffany's. There you go. Dan Patrick. Isn't that a little honey? Isn't that the best thing of all time? The That's Vince awesome. trophy. It is a great trophy. This is why we lift all them scripts. I was DP on our first um, our first Super Bowl back in the day, and he did hand Oof. out the trophy later on to the hey, New England I mean, Patriots. That, was, that game was <laughs> insane. In Arizona. The ending of that and everyone game. thought he was going to be handing it to Seattle. Unreal. What a game. For a second straight year, I might add. Wow. Eventually. 844-204-RICH uh, is the number to dial. Dan Patrick will be calling in in a matter of moments. Jay Billis making his way here. Tom Glavin, uh, Baseball Hall of Famer, will be joining us uh, on this program in hour number three. He's playing uh, golf in Tahoe. Um, that uh, event will be on NBC coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Dan's been there a few times, I think. Played there as well. I played one year there. I played with um, uh, Derek Brooks. Oh, nice. Yes. Love him. And Jason Taylor. Wow. That's, that that's was a the, fun group. That was my, my group. We played for two straight days, and um, I was so bad at it <laughs> we all were the three of us were bad i mean because you know this is a, a like a real competition where you know glavin's gonna try and win it smoltz's smoltz we had smoltz on the other day and he was talking about uh trying to make the champions tour so i found some i found guys. some odds smoltz is one of the favorites with uh, tony romo so romo's gonna be there too I mean, yeah, yeah. okay yeah marty fish won last year that's like uh, playing he's one pros. of the favorites as well yeah like those guys are like professionals uh, we played, Rich and I played with Marty Fish one year at the uh, Red Cross event yes. here in town. He's so good. And he won us the first place. Well, he, you, is that he, how you guys got that? Well, he won He won you a, a travel bag. A travel bag. That's right. And it is phenomenal. You still use it. I'm, I'm going to use it later this summer. So Marty's in the, he's in the, in the, yeah. in the mix. Marty's the defending champ. So he's, uh, he's going to defend the title. Yeah. Okay. Does every team, does every group have one good play, like one good guy or no? Well, it's all celebrity. Well, I will repeat. Yeah, uh, right. It was me, Jason Taylor, and Derek Brooks. We were terrible. <laughs> so, yes, no. We so, were no. terrible. Oh, I thought one of you guys was and good. I have not I'm been sorry. invited. I've not been invited back since. I was being uh, nice with you, Rich. Back here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show is uh, the man whose show precedes us every single day here on NBC Sports on Peacock and NBC Sports Audio Channel uh, 211 on your Sirius XM dial. One of my favorites, the best. DP, Dan Patrick, how are you, sir? Hi, bud. I'm good. What's going on in your world, DP? That was a hell of an interview you had two days ago, to say the least. Um, what, <laughs> what, at what point did you realize that you had uh, quite uh, a unique chit-chat on your hands there, Dan, with Scottie Pippen the other day? Um, I, I think that he was welcoming when, you know, sometimes when somebody's available for an interview, they know it's just sort of, I got to listen to all these questions, same questions over right. and over and over. And, and I think Scotty had been doing a few interviews and he was selling his bourbon. 
but it felt like he was not excited to see me, but at least welcoming. And uh, I just thought, okay, there's an opening here. I, I hope to be to be able to ask him questions without it being, hey, everybody's asking that question, or let me go through the motions and answer that. And when I realized that he was going to answer it, uh, honestly, or at least I thought it was honestly, then I thought I might have something there. I didn't realize it until about five to seven minutes in that it's like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Now now let's uh, buckle up, put the Hans device on. I think we're going to be... Uh, <laughs> We're going to be going toe-to-toe a little bit. Well, I mean, I, I imagine the first time you interviewed Scotty was when he was winning championships with the Bulls when it first started, right? Yeah. When that's well, – so you've been around uh, him a long time. time. I, I interviewed him on the night that he got drafted. Right. And I was there covering it, and he he had gotten traded the night of the draft for Olden Polonies, and I was sitting there next to him and Olden Polonies. There's a group of reporters – and they, they, you know, Olden had gotten drafted uh, by the Bulls, and Scotty got drafted by the Seattle SuperSonics. And then they announced the trade. Those guys just switched hats, and then they started talking about their new respective teams. That was the first time I met him, and then after that, subsequently with with the Chicago Bulls. Well, because uh, I, I just seem to remember, you know, the Ku Coach stuff, um, where just the Bulls writ large, not just. You know, Scotty, everyone had a problem with Kukoc joining the team, that he wasn't really welcomed by the team. Like, at least that was the general sense of everything at the time when he sat. And the fact that Phil didn't turn to Scotty, um, certainly at the time and in the subsequent years, never never thought about it as in, in racial terms. And so Scotty mentioned that earlier this week. And just your simple asking him to put a little bit more, you know, uh, detail behind it, Certainly opened a door. Do you, did that surprise you, or did you or had you already heard some of the footsteps about that even before no. he had said something? Damn, I had never heard anything like that, and I I think when I saw it in print in GQ when he was asked about that play and he said that you know there was racism involved in it, and I thought I wonder if Scotty knows that he just called his head coach a racist, right? Um, and I said, you know, to Fritzy, see if you can get Scotty on and, and tell him I, I want to talk to him about this quote. I, I want to know if he wants to add to it, subtract from it, put it in context. And he, even when I started talking to him, I, you know, I, I was able to kind of feel it out of, okay, does he even know what I'm going to be talking to him about? And, and the, the point was, when I said, let's bring up 1994, he goes, no, I've already done that. And I thought, no, 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 we're going to bring up the quote. And then, you know, I said, do you realize you called Phil Jackson a racist? He's like, yeah. And then I go, I don't know if he knows the magnitude of this. To call your head coach, one of the great coaches in history, a racist, and he didn't back down from it. And you know, he brought up the Kobe Bryant situation where Phil wrote a book. And that's why I said, well, that's not that doesn't make him racist. That means he might be disloyal. And he was having nothing to do with it. And I thought, OK, this is this is going to become a really big deal. And uh, there are times in the you know, when I did the interview with Russell Wilson in the moment, I realized this is this is going to be a really big deal. Sometimes the person you're interviewing doesn't know it, but I. <laughs> 
I think in those terms when I'm interviewing somebody, and that is, oh, that's going to stand out. That's a quote. That's a headline. It doesn't always happen, but in the moment, sometimes you're going, oh, boy. And I certainly felt that way with Scotty. Yeah, and you're referring to when Russell was talking about his protection and things of that nature. Where you, you, you interviewed him just a couple days after he won the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award right after the Super Bowl when he yeah. was sitting there and watching Brady do what he did, which is definitely resonating in the in the quarterback world. Dan Patrick here on the Rich Eisen Show. I, I, and again, just to go into that response that, that, that Scotty did give you, uh, about um, Phil and 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 why he thought that Tony took the shot. You also got uh, a, a soliloquy from him where, again, I, I you know know as an interviewer, sometimes you either have to keep pushing or you're just like, okay, um, th- that's basically your answer. What what is he going on about the Steve Kerr play and the cameras being <laughs> in the huddle and and that Jordan knew that the cameras were there and he could control them. Like thinking, was he inferring that Jordan knew the Last Dance documentary was going to come like decades later, and and he wanted to lay tracks about why he wasn't getting the final shot to cover for Phil's racism? Is that is that what I don't understand I, what he was what was he saying there? You know that would that one felt like it was a little uh, well a big leap from what we were talking about to right. hey I have a an isolated incident here and. And it has to do with my, because I was bringing up that Phil designing a play for Steve Kerr, that Michael didn't have a problem with it. And then that's when Scotty said, no, Michael designed the play. He knew the cameras were rolling. He wanted to take charge of it. It wasn't Phil who made that call. And I had never heard that before either. And uh, I was there with that (laughs) in those moments. Right. And I never heard anybody say after the fact, you know, uh, hey, Michael's the one that called that play, not Phil. And here's the reason why he did it. I don't know. So, yeah, there are times when you go, okay, I don't know where he's going with this. But I I do want to say this in all fairness to Scotty. Yes. I asked a question. He gave me an answer. It's not like he tried to, like he truly feels this way. And I know no one has come to his defense here, but it doesn't mean he's wrong. In his mind, what he saw, perceived, what he felt, what he heard, he's right. I was on the outside looking in, and he is he has held on to these things for over 25 years. Mm-hmm. I, I, think the, I think the documentary hurt him a lot more than we know, and I think it embarrassed him. I think when your kids are watching this now, it's one thing that he went through it. Now his children are watching this. Uh, you know, he's going through a divorce. He lost a child. Right. Uh, you know, there was a lot of things that throw in there and just to try to make sense of it. But I, I just didn't want to come off as Tony was, you know, saying crazy things just to say crazy. I've been around Rodman. I've been around Tyson. I've been around guys who say crazy things. I think Scotty truly feels this, and he has been—he's been carrying this baggage for a long time. Nobody asks for Scotty Pippen to give a quote. Once a year, Scotty will give a quote. It has to do with LeBron and Michael, or Michael and LeBron. And then we go, "Oh, did you hear what Scotty had to say?" Nobody is asking him about this other stuff that happened. And I think he got the opportunity, and he wanted to make sure that people 
got to hear his side of it. Whether you believe it or not, he wanted to. He, I think he wanted that that opportunity, and he got it. I don't think he regrets saying anything on the show. No, he he came out and he tweeted, you know, basically that he 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 meant what he said, you know, and um, he's just answering the questions y'all asking me is what he tweeted out. We wanted the headlines. You got them. Dig deeper to find out why I actually said what I said instead of framing your questions to get clicks. It's all love is what Scottie Pippen had to say on, on Twitter after your conversation. And it is just, you know, I mean, the guy's top 50, you know what I mean? Like of all time. Uh, And, and, you know, we were going back and forth here on the show, just trying to make heads or tails of all this. You know, who else in the top 50, you know, is viewed as not the best player on his team? You know, like we saw Worthy and Mikhail, right, Chris? Those are some names that we saw on the list. Yeah, Worthy and Mikhail, that, kind of the, any of those old Celtics. You know, and, and how Pippen uh, is, is carrying a lot of this. And do you think some of this is lashing out at Michael, too? I mean, he did also have a couple broadsides in the direction of MJ during that conversation with you. Yeah, when he said he was selfish. Um, for playing baseball. You know, that's who Mike. Yeah, that's who Michael is. Um, but I did say, you know, Michael never should have brought up the contract that Scotty signed that you know everybody knew and it was embarrassing. Like, that, 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 that's not fair to Scotty, I didn't think. I thought Michael was piling on Scotty. But, but Scotty, you know, I, I think he was like, hey, we, we're not friends and we don't socialize, but we're fine. We did something, you know, 25 years ago. You know, I moved on with that, but he he hasn't moved on from that, and it feels like you know he's he's holding on to some grudges for a long time, and uh, and now we're kind of finding out he's kind of illuminating us on just how deep those are, and um, I I don't think they're they're remedied any anytime soon. I don't know if Phil Jackson's going to reach out. And say like, what do you say to Scott? Yeah, right. Or, right? right. And and Michael's not going to reach out. You know, Michael's like, hey, I, you know, this is how I treat all my friends. I give them, you know, grief. But I, I don't know. It's just it's and, and you know, we reached out to Steve Kerr. We reached out to Phil Jackson. We reached out to Michael Jordan just to see if I wanted to be fair to the story. I wanted to be fair to him. But and like, what do I ask Phil Jackson? Yeah, you know, yeah. Than, are you a racist? Are you aware of I know. Yeah, exactly. Just, I mean, I know. <laughs> I, it's it, it's it, it was an it's awkward, but I I appreciate all we want in our business is somebody to be honest, or we we perceive them to be honest, and when they are, usually we criticize them, and you know after the fact. But if you say you're going to be honest with me. That's the only thing I can ask for in an interview. And Scotty was being honest no in his opinion. Yep. And I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I'm yet to find somebody who backs it up, but that doesn't mean somebody can't or won't. Isn't it amazing, Dan? It's a second straight uh, summer where the, the dynastic bulls are one of the top stories in the NBA, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, and, and, and how we, uh, who talk sports for a living and cover it, and fans who 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 love it, um, all would want their team to have the same level of success as these Bulls. And it just seems, on occasion, how miserable everybody kind of was. It really is wild when you think about I, it. I just thought that they would be a little bit more 
of a collective unit. But when you realize they didn't like the owner, they certainly didn't like the GM, they didn't like who coach. Um, and that's based off Jerry Krause. You know, Jerry found Tony Kukoc, going to bring him over here. And then Michael and Scotty famously dogged him, you know, in the Olympics and wanted to prove that this guy's not great. And here's Scotty first year. Here's his big opportunity. And he gets to take the shot. And now he's Michael. And, you know, Phil designs a play. Uh, you're down two games to none. If you lose this, you got no shot. And they design a play. Tony hits the shot, and, you know, I mean, imagine if Tony doesn't hit the shot, what people would have said. Like, we give Phil credit. He called the – I mean, Kukoc was a better deep shooter than Scotty. Scotty wasn't a great shooter. He was a very good scorer. But if, if, if it doesn't work, then people are going to be like, why wouldn't you design a play for Scotty? But it, but it worked, as so many things that Phil did, uh, you know, worked out that way. But um, – I, I I don't know. It's just it's it's. I love the character studies of people. I love trying to understand somebody. And and when people say, well, when you do an interview, I said I just listen. Like, who are you? Russell Wilson can give you. He's like the Derek Jeter of uh, football players. He he appears to be giving you something. He's very nice. He's available, but he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then when you realize, oh boy. Russ is being honest here. Right. And like, I almost had to say to him, wait, you like you bait, you know what you're saying right now? Like you, you feel like you're going to be traded. Well, I don't know if, you know, I'm going, okay, this is honesty. And whenever you get it, it is a treat. And, uh, you just, you don't want to let it go. And that was the way I felt with Scotty. I didn't want to stop the interview, but then he, I think he got a little angry at me when he said, you know, do you understand English? Like, I, I yep. couldn't comprehend what he was saying, which I, I do understand English. I still couldn't comprehend That's what right. he was saying because I thought, this is mind-blowing here. It was. It really was, Dan. And then, yeah. you know, and, and just in, in, you know, I guess putting a, uh, a button on all of it, in a way, just talking about honesty from interview subjects, you heard Brady on the shop on LeBron and Maverick Carter's show uh, say that 90% of the time when he's talking to the media, he's not giving anything on purpose, you know? And um, yeah. and yet this was, ima- I imagine, you know, the 10% where he was being honest when he was talking about a team and that MFR is going to, st- you're going with that MFR over me. And it was, you know, refreshing to hear that because that is the way that even goats talk, that that's, you know, that was why we loved the last dance, seeing, you know, the moments that when Jordan was handed an iPad were the most delicious moments to watch because you knew whoever was on that <laughs> iPad was about to get eviscerated, you know? And so that is, well, you know. I, I, I go back to the Brady interview I did prior to the Eagles Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I was lucky. I, I For some reason, Brady was in a great mood and he came in and, and it was a couple of days before the Super Bowl, but... I, I remember asking him a question. It was always something I wanted to know. And I said, do you think that one day that you and Coach Belichick will sit down and open up the scrapbook and talk about all the memories? And he looked at me, and he, for a moment I thought he's going to say, uh, what's the politically correct thing to say? Or do I really want to say what I, <laughs> what I think is true? And he looked at me and he goes, no. <laughs> like, like. Like, no, that was it. Yeah. Like, no, we're not going to sit down and open up the scrapbook. And I went, wow. 
Like it, and it just kind of hit me that Brady, Brady was probably at his tipping point of, you know, I got to deal with this. This isn't fun. Um, I win and, and we win and I, you know, I'm the goat, but you know, this isn't as fun as people think it is. That was and, their relationship, I, Dan. That that was their relationship sitting on the set of the NFL 100 when Brady, when the scrapbook was literally open, right? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the NFL films had a scrapbook of, of called the NFL 100 all-time team, and Belichick was there as an analyst. Now, it was the first day and the first uh, you know shoot, so Bill might not have been as comfortable being an analyst as he was in like episode six. But you could tell that the two of them weren't going to sit there and go down memory lane. It could have been because they were still in a coach-quarterback relationship. I don't know what to read into it, but maybe that's just not what their relationship is, and we just all think it's going to be like, hey, they're going to sit back and open a great bottle of wine or you know, whatever their, their libation of choices and just kick back, and that's just not it. You know, That could be and, it. And maybe that's what happened with the Bulls. It, it's, you know, the Lakers famously in the 80s, like they, they just got tired of Pat Riley. They, they just they tuned him out mm-hmm. and and you know that's when he left uh, but they just got to the point where like enough you know we, yeah, coaches can overstay you know normally the players change the coaches stay but you know after a while here's here's Tom who's been there for 20 years mm-hmm. it's not like he hadn't heard every story uh, every pep talk every we're on to you know Cincinnati like all of that <laughs> stuff there's not there's nothing new there and <laughs> I think with the Bulls, the same way with Phil, you just you kind of just get tired of of that, and and maybe that's what's happened with some of these players. That and I'm going to guess a lot of great. And I'm sure people got tired of Bellet or uh, uh, Parcells, where you go, okay, yeah. Bill, enough, you yeah. know. And, yeah. and and then we think, boy, these guys, they're friends, and you got to be friends, and you get along, and all those things. Like Rodman never hung out with any of the Bulls. Uh, you know, Scotty didn't hang out with Mike. Mike hung out with other people. Uh, Judd Bushler and Steve Kerr probably hung out together since they went to school together. But, like, you you start to look at a, uh, a team and it's fragmented a little bit of it's two over here, one over here, three over here. And, you know, after a while you're like, hey, I'm tired of talking about how much I hate coach. Why don't you right. tell us how much you hate coach? And then suddenly there's six trophies in the case, you know, and it's kind of, <laughs> it's insane. It really yeah. is wild. It really is. Well, we always go, well, I would put up with that. But yeah. in the moment, mm-hmm. like you say to Tom, was it worth it? I'm sure he's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a part of him that probably says, I wish we could have had fun with this Mm -hmm. you know because players talked about going to new england like reggie wayne goes i'd rather retire than than play for the patriots (laughs) right after being up there you know that that's it's indicting and and we can go oh come on toughen up as a player he's probably going man i I, i'm a hall of famer i i want to have fun i want to enjoy this and i think that's what let tom led tom do going to tampa it's like god where can i have fun if you can't have fun with Bruce Arians, then you're not going to have fun in the NFL. And I, I think that played a large role of, like, just enjoyment. Yes, that's, that's and, and and the rest of the quarterbacks who are currently in their situations with Hall of Fame careers or on track for Hall of Fame careers, seeing what Brady did and how much fun he's had, is what I think was definitely working with Russell Wilson in his temples when he chatted with you two days after watching Brady win it. 
in his first year somewhere else and what, what is informing maybe Rodgers' decisions, whatever they may be right now. There's no question in my mind, Dan, about all that. Yeah, and you think, you know, all Russ wanted was a seat at the table with the Seahawks. That's, I was told that mm-hmm. behind the scenes, that just can I, can I at least sit at the big table at Thanksgiving? Do I have to sit at the kids' table? Have I earned that right? And I think that that uh, – then you see Tom Brady goes to a new team, gets to bring in some players that he wants to, right. and looks like he's having a whole lot of fun winning another Super Bowl. And Russ is going, there's Mahomes in another Super Bowl. Tom's winning another one. What am I doing? And I think that's when I saw him, and he looked miserable. And it just so happened, though, Rich, that we were supposed to have him on that Friday mm-hmm. of Super Bowl week, and he couldn't do it scheduling-wise, but he said, I promise I'll join you guys on Tuesday when I'm back from the Super Bowl. And I thought, all right, yeah. you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and then as yeah. soon as I see him sitting there with the commissioner and his wife. He's <laughs> looking miserable. And I go, oh, my God, he's miserable yeah. at the Super Bowl. This is awesome. I can't wait to talk to him on Tuesday. <laughs> like, yes, Russ is miserable. He's showing, he's showing real emotion here. This will be great. Oh, God. Oh, DP, you're the best. Everything, Rich. I know. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, great interview. Thanks for the time. You take care. We'll chat soon. The Thank best. you, guys. Talk to you soon, Rich. You go. That's DP, everybody. Hey, Dan. Dan Patrick. He's miserable. He's booked. <laughs> We've had those moments. Yep. But again, he's not he's not like, okay, now I'm gonna make mincemeat of him. He's just gonna have a conversation with the guy. And he knows that this is gonna be good fodder for an interview show that people are gonna be listening to and watching. That's why he's Dan Patrick. Fun stuff. That was a good chat, huh? That was great. You guys always have good chat. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know we we uh, we go way back. You go back like a car seat. We do sense. go back like Ooh. a twenty five year old car seat. Twenty five <laughs> years ago. Oh my God! They are very uncomfortable. It was it was twenty five years ago uh, in March that I did my first Sports Center. Quarter century. What the wow. hell? Now that that person can rent a car now. That person can do <laughs> yeah, more than right. that. Rent, ex- in is it twenty five? Is it twenty five? Yeah, it's it's the last milestone. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. twenty five. You can do it all at that. Point. Okay, very yeah. good. I had no idea. What's the milestone of fifty two? Just happy to be alive. Okay, yeah. very good. Happy exactly. to be alive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, <laughs> depressing. I that, Every year after fifty, oh my gosh, one of those miles. Happy to be alive. <laughs> wow. I, right. I don't think. I don't think that came out. That the was way a very. Con- that was a very exactly. Kyle Shanahan <laughs> yeah. sensibility yeah, right there. Right, Just right, check I mean, back with me on Sunday. All right. Yeah. Text Rich every morning that you're alive. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll take a break. Wow. We'll take a break. We'll start talking about what we saw last night out of the Bronx, New York. And also, by the way, there's a football story no one's really talking about that's still lingering. I love it. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. 
That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. How old were you when you were in Full Metal Jacket? I was 24. What in the world was it like being directed by Stanley Kubrick? It was amazing. Vincent D'Onofrio. It was amazing. Do you got a good story, something specific? I, I do. Please. He never spoke about uh, directing, how he was going to direct. He never talked about character. He mm -hmm. never talked about script. He never talked about performance. Nothing. He would just say, what are you going to do? Show me what you're going to do. And Matthew and I would just show him, and he'd say, oh, it's got to be better than that. You got to think of something better than that. So we'd go back and we'd think of something better. Or it's got to be faster or slower or do this. Move over there instead of over there. That's how he directed. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the night before I did the big scene where I shoot the sergeant and shoot myself, he, I, we're leaving and we all had our cars to go to. And as we're walking, he's behind me and I can feel him behind me. And he had this kind of thing, this kind of tick where he would go <clears throat> before he started to talk. Every time. Stanley Cooper. Every time. <clears throat> like that, all the time. <laughs> so I hear that, and I say, oh, he's going to say something to me. And, he said, and I turn to him, and he says, um, do you know what you're going to do tomorrow? And I'm like, I, I think I do. Yes, I do. And uh, he goes, okay. And I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. And he says, um, it has to be big. It has to be like Lon Chaney big. And I'm like, Okay good and it was like it was like christmas like when you're little i'll tell you why mm -hmm. because as he's saying that to me i'm thinking about my flat in london and i have about 30 monster movies vhs's that i've already rented and bought and have been watching and most of them were Lon Chaney, and I had been studying for that scene. No kidding. And it was like God came down and gave me the biggest Christmas gift ever. And so I called, I, I, you know, I called my best friend, and mm -hmm. I said, "Dude, you know, I'm so ready for this scene." <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And I went in there, and uh, we did three takes, and we were done. Three takes. Three takes. That's and the, and the special effect, yeah. But it, it, it was like, there's two moments like that in my whole career that, that have been that in sync by accident, just by luck. Mm -hmm. and, and, that's, and that's one of them. Happy 62nd birthday to the great Vincent D'Onofrio, Private wow. Pile. That video that's on YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, and we tweeted it out because it was the 34th anniversary of Full Metal Jacket being in theaters near you. 
that video where he talks about being Private Pile and how he got the job, that was just a three, two and a half minute long snippet of a seven minute long video. One of the most watched videos on our YouTube stream in the last month and a half. I don't know why, <laughs> but we thank everybody for checking out our archive. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Do you know what's a football story that is not out there? Being talked about every single day. And normally when the, this it involves a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer will be discussed. Certainly since this player was also one of the handful, small, very small handful of players on the NFL 100 all-time team to be active when being named to the NFL 100 all-time team. There has been no announcement from Larry Fitzgerald as to whether he is retiring or coming back to play another season in the National Football League. Not at all. He's zero. He is not a quarterback. I get it. But he is Larry Fitzgerald. He is one of the all-time great wide receivers. He is one of the all-time great humans in the game. He, understand, is on a team that got A.J. Green and has Christian Kirk and has DeAndre Hopkins and they got Andy Isabella. I understand they've got already a whole mix of wide receivers and can go into the season with Kyler Murray for a team that's added J.J. Watt. Okay. This team in the very, as you know, deepest pool in the NFL. The NFC West is the deepest pool in the National Football League. Rams adding Stafford. The Seahawks coming back constituted. Russell's not going anywhere. We all know what the 49ers were last year. We're going to see how healthy they are, and it's Jimmy G, if not Trey Lance, and let's go. What if Kyler Murray gets Larry Fitzgerald back? You have to think. You have to think J.J. Watt has reached out to Larry Fitzgerald to say, hey, how about one more? How about one last run? I would think so. Because he's more than a wide receiver. He's a guy who knows where everybody needs to be. He's a guy that's in the huddle that you could look right at and think, okay, we're good. We got Larry Fitzgerald here. Right. He's a guy that would be – Significant. He could still make some plays. He's also the guy that when there's an absolute fire drill on the field and you're out of timeouts and your quarterback is now in year three and is still a young guy and there's still some other pieces that are still learning how to play, he's the guy who rips the ball out of the hands of the official and runs it right back yes. to center to put it down. He's the guy who knows yes. everything about being situationally aware and is beyond an important asset for a team with championship aspirations that plays in the deepest end of the NFL pool. We still have not heard. Christian Kirk went on NFL Network yesterday saying he's hoping to see him back on the field. It's still an open question here in June 30th, unless it's not an open question and Larry wants to go ahead and retire whenever he wants and nobody will speak for Larry right. until Larry is ready to speak for himself. Well, Rich, we're going to see Larry Fitzgerald. Is he, is he at Tahoe? Is he playing in Tahoe? He is playing in Tahoe, but before that, okay. he is part of the broadcast team of The Match. Is he really? Along with Charles Barkley and Cheyenne Woods.
Just July, saying. July 6th next week. Just saying. As long as we're asking Aaron Rodgers about his future, how about the GOAT wears number 11? Just saying. That's so cool. Yeah. Good for him. Going to be awesome. Good for him. I mean, he travels everywhere else in his offseason. He might as well go to Montana once. He is one of the most interesting dudes. He's he is. Like, I just can't wait to see what his post-playing career is going to look like. I mean, I'm not in a hurry to send him there. I'd love to see him play one How more year. How amazing would it be if he returns one more year? Now, be, this is, awesome. now, this is totally selfish. Totally. I have no idea totally. what it requires to play that position for as long as he's played it. And remember, he had COVID last year and talked openly about losing more than 10 pounds and how he felt weak and not his, not the same afterwards. So we don't know what it takes but to get ready for Again, if he was a quarterback, we would be all up in his grill oh, about when are you going to announce this? An enormous Because you couldn't. You couldn't. You'd have to announce it. He would have had to have done it before the draft, I think, if he was a quarterback. Right. Also, this is why Arizona is kind of on my list for hard knocks, which still has not been announced yet. Uh, there. Well, I, I, I have uh, kicked the tires on that. And they still have not gotten the okay from somebody. Oh, man. There's a lot of teams that are basically like, last year was so wild. Right. If we are going to have any sense of normalcy returning, we are going to bask in it. Yeah, we don't want cameras We are going to be like, you know, the proverbial fat cat just sitting in the sun and soaking it in. We are going to soak in the normalcy. The last thing we want to do while there are still some unvaccinated around here, mm-hmm. is deal with protocols and cameras and things like that. We just want to be normal. We just want to go back to normal. The only thing is someone's going to have to do it. Someone's going to have to do it. It's mandated. You know, the NFL wants it done. It is a crucial part of getting ready for the season. It is a partner wanting to do this. It is a top-notch production house that NFL films is, it's, it is something that fans want to see. It's going to happen. And there is, as you know, a handful of teams that can be forced to do it. Yep. But there's a handful of teams that I think they're knocking on the door. If I had to guess, and again, I don't know whose door they're knocking on, but I have had conversations with some people who might know. How's that for a nice little covering of tracks? But <laughs> Jacksonville, they've definitely, they definitely want them, but the team they, I think they really want is Tampa. Yeah. The first hard knocks, if you remember, was the Ravens trying to repeat. Mm-hmm. Remember that when B- Brian Billick went out there at the old veteran stadium and they he put his foot down in the slats underneath the artificial turf, saying, we're not playing here today. Yeah, like concrete. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. That was the first hard knocks. I think they, and they've never had a defending champion do it again. And just so many personalities. We've never really seen Brady with th- this type of, you know, camera coverage and obviously Bruce Arians. Oh, please. Every, it would be amazing. It w- but Arizona's on that list, too, for me, as well, with Kingsbury and Kyler Murray, and if Larry comes back, and now J.J. Watt. like That's a fun team. I would see that. Yeah. I'd want to do that. All right, Jay Billis, I just saw him in the back. I think he's getting ready to play golf as soon as he's done with us here. <laughs> wow. Okay. And you know how I know? He, he brought, there's golf clubs there's in, golf in, clubs in, our, in the back. You know, in our green room. I mean, want to My inference skills are on fire. Want to practice? Hey, we could practice, you know, getting ready on our putting surface. We're going to solve college basketball and football's problems. All of college athletics solved next hour. Jay Billis in studio. No pressure. Yeah, none whatsoever. Are you playing with Jay? I am not. Oh, I know. That was a, you guys. I am not. Up. No, no. Business lunch when we're done here. Got it. Business lunch and we're done here. Um, Hour three is going to be Tom Glavin.
here in studio. Uh, not in studio, here on the on the show. He's playing in that He's playing. Tahoe, yeah, he's right? playing. I couldn't find odds for uh, who's not. Um, you know who's not playing in that Tahoe? I'm not playing in that yeah, I'm not Tahoe. either. I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do well in that. I need to, you know, I need to ask around if I pissed somebody off. Oh. Because I Oof. basically diveted my way through that beautiful golf course. <laughs> the, the course was damaged. So you know, you, 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 can bring, you can bring a, you know, a friend. You used to be able to, I don't know if in COVID. The caddy. The caddy. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So I didn't bring a friend. I, you know, you I. carried your own bag? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I had somebody, you know, so I had somebody loop, a local. local. Yeah, local. Yeah, local. Who told me the worst person he ever looped for? Oh no! Ooh. Oh yeah, can't say it though. Well, why wouldn't I be able to say? Yeah, it? why? Would, I mean, it's I mean, been twenty years. Lou Holtz, worst guy ever looped. <laughs> oh, you see, that's because it's not. You, you, come on, I mean, you gotta go. You gotta give Lou. Come on. Said he was miserable. He didn't tip. Do it. Say it in Lou Holtz's. Honestly, you if you want to see in the, honestly if you want to know about somebody's character, ask a caddy. Yeah, that's probably a yeah. Ask a caddy. The caddy will tell you or if they cheated attendant. or they're cheap or they're or, or they're parking attendant or they were gutting like like the first time you know the first time I I, I missed I missed the, the green or I missed it and the caddy said to me my bad I missed clubbed you and I looked at the caddy in the face and I'm like it was operator error. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate <laughs> you Coverage. I appreciate yeah. you. <laughs> Trying to cover for my dreadfulness, yeah. and this is going to be a long round, and I apologize in advance. And about halfway through, I realized the reason why he was doing that is not just because he was a good professional caddy, but because his previous person was so miserable to him <laughs> about when he missed a shot, blaming it on him. I think he was completely, he totally. It. I mean, he, oh, he, oh yeah, oh yeah. Great, great, uh, great stuff out of old Notre Dame. And Rudy, Rudy was offsides too. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was offsides. No, 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 no. <laughs> Settling all family business right <laughs> now. Rich, what are we doing? Yes, over caffeinated and out of F's Let's to give. Go. I'm Rich Eisen. Mike's off now. <laughs>